0: Baseball Money is Fake on the Sports Gambling Podcast. Network is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. From boosted same game parlays to live in-game odds, WinBet has what you need to win. Sign up today, bet $100 and get $100 at sportsgamblingpodcast.com/winbet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com/W Y N N B E T. State restrictions apply.
1: Welcome to funny it's fake. Fantasy baseball podcast on the sports gambling podcast network. I should have swallowed before I started doing that. I am Blake Meyer. And we are back again. That's sort Monday episode. For your listening pleasure we attempted to go live but uh i'm not smart enough to figure that out in that short amount of time so that didn't happen so now you just get the audio version and the video if you check it out on youtube we've been uploading all of our episodes out there on youtube as well in case you want to see our pretty faces and not just hear our pretty voices i am with Ryan Gilbert as always how are you doing today
0: i'm doing good we got spring training baseball on we got plenty to watch during the day we got a uh, weekend there of spring training baseball to talk about. We got plenty of home runs, plenty of uh, interesting things going on, plenty of uh, rules to talk about. The rule changes, you know, are, are they showing what, what they're going to do during the season? So, uh, yeah, it's, it's exciting here. Baseball is actually back.
1: Oh, baseball is so back. And I'm so happy. I've watched so much baseball over this last weekend. I've watched so many highlights. I've watched so many games. Listen to every Mariners game on the radio thus far. Not the entire game, but enough to be, to be satisfied and have my baseball heart be happy. And uh, I would like to point out my man, Jared Kelnick, that I spent the entire offseason talking who? about. Who, Jared who play? Who play motherfucking for? Kelnick, the Seattle Mariners, the greatest team in baseball. He hit two home runs this weekend in one game, believe it or not. Jared Kelnick did that. I know it sounds wild to think that he could actually have a productive uh, baseball game at higher than the AAA level. Even though I don't know if you'd consider spring training to be higher than the AAA level, but he did it. And then he got to bat second today behind Julio. That will never happen again, ever. But it was it looked good on a lineup card. I'll say that.
0: I mean, if he pans out, he should be that two-hitter. Jared Kelnick, if Kelnick can be that, that top prospect that he's supposed to be, then. And- you know, why not put another lefty up there, top the lineup ahead of, uh, I'm assuming France or Suarez is probably 3-4. So that could be, uh, you know, in theory, if Jerry Kelnick is as good as everyone says he can be. Uh, that's a solid top of the lineup there for the Mariners. And yeah, I'll be a little bit ho- homer here. Uh, speaking of homers, uh, the Phillies, Alec Boehm hit a nice, Alec Boehm hit an absolute bomb today that's in Braden as the about. Pirates. Uh, Nick Castellanos had a little oppo-boppo shot the other day. Trey Turner, <laughs> I think it was two for two, at a stolen base. So uh, everything's Ooh. looking good. Uh, Reese Hoskins still recovering from offseason surgery. Bryce Harper ahead of schedule now, so maybe uh, start having his ADP go a bit higher. But yeah, it's spring training's back, uh, and uh, noted power hitter, former Phillies legend Roman Quinn now has three home <laughs> runs in spring training in two games. I think he Damn. had two today. Um, he may not have three home runs his whole MLB career. Um, let me let me see. He has eight <laughs> home runs in his ML, in um. Two hundred and twenty two games. So uh, the, in none since twenty twenty. So must, must have been uh must have been feeling good for him. <laughs> I don't know if maybe just he's so fast that the bases are so close together he can just like bunt and just run around the bases <laughs> run around those pizza boxes at, at the same time. But yeah, uh plenty of plenty of things to go around in spring training. And that's just a perfect example of, you know, don't read too much into these spring training stats. But also if a player is showing some promise, if a player that needs to play well is playing well, like like a Kalnik. Like um, uh, Vlad Jr. is playing well for, for the Blue Jays. He's mm-hmm. looking back in order. Uh, Jason Dominguez had a bomb for the Yankees. Anthony Volpe for them as well. I think had he got a single and stole second and third base. So there's plenty of young players definitely making an impact so far.
1: Yeah, and uh, another two Mariners to talk about real quick. Evan White hit a bomb today. That's a name some people might remember from like the 2020 season. Yeah, he was a rookie, started first base, ended up winning a gold glove, but he couldn't hit his way out of a paper bag. Uh, And then due to injury and those sorts of things, he just didn't play in in the Mariners at all last year, or for the Mariners at all last year. Uh, But there has been rumblings that he could possibly come up and play first for Seattle again this year. And Ty France just moved to more of a full-time DH role to try and help him a little bit, because he tends to be bitten by the injury bug quite a bit. And they want to limit that, even though playing first base isn't really a strain on your body. I mean, if somebody like Ryan Howard can play consistent first base, I don't think Ty France should have any issues doing it. And then uh, I had Mike Curlin on her. We had Mike Curlin on last you week. Had, you had him on. I mean, you were you were there in spirit In spirit. And I'm, I'm always there in spirit. One of his deeper league guys that he talked about was a Mariner, Cade Marlowe was on Seattle's 40-man roster. He, uh, what game was it? He, on Saturday, he hit just an absolute fucking tank job of a home run to center field. And he stole a base as well. Uh, I think it was Friday's game. He stole the base. So he's showing some promise. If guys like that can make more of an impact in spring training, you could see them on the major league level. And then they become fantasy relevant as well. Cade Marlowe has some some power and speed together. Evan White, I don't really know how he becomes fantasy relevant because, again, he can't fucking. I think he hit like 180 when he played, but he won a gold glove. So, I mean, but that doesn't win you any fantasy baseball stuff. But, yeah, uh, I would like to transition real quick into how we put questions out for our live show that we're supposed to do. And we got a couple of questions, but we're just not going live. So this seems like a good time to transition into the first question we got. Well, first a- of all, let's uh, let's
0: make sure everyone is following the baseball money yes. fake oh, all their so accounts at, at Fake Baseball on Twitter, uh, at Fake Baseball Money, I believe, on TikTok and YouTube. That's more of a Blake's thing. He's been killing it there with all sorts of videos, hoping to see that see that grow as the uh, season comes along. Just fantastic growth there, fantastic content as well. So make sure you are. Following along there and make sure you are subscribed to the Baseball Money is Fake feed. We're seeing our downloads go up and up. So uh, only only can hope that should continue as spring training moves along. And it's, it's not even March yet, it's still February 27th. Plenty of baseball to be played, but come Wednesday, it's going to be March and it's going to be baseball season because opening day is in March this year, March 30th. So make sure you follow us there on all of our socials and make sure you check out WinBet. WinBet is the official online sports book of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. Win bets active in a bunch of states, and there are tons of ways to win, including live betting and same game parlays, AKA win bets, build your own bet. March Madness is almost here, plus plenty of ways to win getting down on the NBA, NHL, and XFL and spin training. Ask for spin training in there. Sign up today to receive a special offer. Bet $100, get $100, limited to state availability. And of course, for our DGENs only, if you hit the biggest long shot parlay of the week, you get $1,000 free credit. There's so much to choose from. All you have to do is head over to sportsgamingpodcast.com slash winbet so they know we sent you. That's sportsgamingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T. Offer subject to change, terms and conditions at winbet.com. Will be 20 or older and pregnant and where where through available. If you or somebody knows a game problem, call 1-800-522-4700. And the SGPN Merch Store continues to add new items to the store every day. Head over to the com to get your favorite shirts, hats, sweats, and hoodie. We got uh, plenty of Baseball money's fake stuff over there. Hopefully, we can get some sick mugs up there, too. I got got a uh, homemade one here. It's looking good. So, hopefully, we'll get some of those in the store pretty soon.
1: Oh, and I wanted to give a quick shout-out, since we just asked everybody to follow us. Um, I was on the, uh, the Great Fantasy Baseball Invitational's Potapalooza. This weekend, I was on a panel with Scott Shue and I feel bad because I can't remember his name off the top of my head from Fantasy Alarm. Uh, His name is Randy. I can't remember his last name. But um, while we were doing that, Yancey Eaton, I saw your comment live. Thank you very much for listening to the podcast. I appreciate that very, very much. That was a very cool moment for me to see that pop up. You're talking about how you enjoy listening to our podcast. Means a lot and thank you very much.
0: Yeah, Blake but, sent Blake sent that comment to me immediately. I was like, all right, sick. Mm-hmm. We, we got fans out there. We, we lo- love to hear it.
1: Yeah, that's awesome. It's it's uh one of those moments where you work super, super, super hard at something like this, and it's very rewarding to see you guys hit us up and let us know that you uh, enjoy the content we're putting out there. But back to some spring training. Position battles. I know I have at least one that I'm thinking in my head we got asked uh, what are some position battles that we are intrigued by this off season or this spring training, not off season. Is there any that you have that you can think of off the top of your head?
0: Well, I mean, one that I kind of just mentioned a little bit, and I'm not sure if it's actually a position battle, but I think the Yankees prospects are definitely a few to watch. Uh, Jason Dominguez, Oswald Peraza, you know, can they usurp Labor Torres? Or are they going to ship him out in a trade for Brian Reynolds or what it is? But, yeah, those Yankees prospects—they're—they're they're kind of counting on them a lot to come up and be that next wave of guys that a Judge can can lead a little bit. They think Volpe and, and Dominguez may not be quite ready yet. Maybe we'll see Peraza more this year, but if they prove that they're ready, they'll play themselves into a uh, just into a starting spot. Because I believe I saw that Aaron Hicks was booed in his first spring training <laughs> at that, at home. So left field seems to be wide open there, according to the fans and. You know what? Maybe put Jason Dominguez there, move Harrison Bader over to left, or move Harrison, or just put Dominguez in left. And yeah, I think that's obviously one of one of the more higher profile battles because the Yankees are just a national brand that everyone international brand that everyone recognizes. And you know what? They have these top prospects, and we'll see if they end up panning out this year or beyond.
1: Yeah, I, I want to see what happens with Oswald Peraza. I like him a lot. I think he has a lot of fantasy upside. He's got a, a good power speed combo. He's got to figure out the bat a little bit. Uh, The hit tools there, it just didn't kind of come through last year. He hit three hundred six, but in a very short amount of time, only 18 games. He only hit like two fifty eight in the minors. So I want to see what he can do. If he can get every day at bats, uh, I think he's a fairly exciting bat to have in the lineup because the Yankees, for as big of a brand as they are, they do kind of have some really fucking boring-ass baseball players. Like... Harrison Bader is a boring-ass baseball player. Aaron Hicks is a boring-ass baseball player. They had Andrew Benintendi last year who was a boring-ass baseball player. They need people like with some excitement, and I think Oswald Peraza fits right into that. But Speaking of excitement, uh, there's somebody I've been very high on as a prospect for a couple of months now, and that would be Jordan Walker, who I don't know if you saw it. If you follow me on Twitter, you saw me tweet it out last night because I was very fucking excited. Jordan Walker hit a fucking moonshot yesterday. And that boy needs to be on the 40-man roster. He needs to be on the opening day roster. There's nobody in that outfield outside of Lars Newbar who should be battling him for any kind of play like plate appearances.
0: What's gonna happen if it's Lars Newtbar versus Jordan Walker? Who are we siding
1: with? It's like picking your favorite son. I don't know if I could. <laughs> like behind closed doors, I probably could. Jordan Walker, <laughs> but it, it, I would never say it like out loud to their face. But that would it would be a tough decision. But I, oh, I hope they don't do that. Give it to Dylan Carlson or something like Tyler O'Neal, Trade him somewhere. Like make an opening somewhere because Jordan Walker's too good to be stuck down in the minors. Even though he did kind of peak at Double A last year, he needs to be at the major league level. He hits for average he hits for power he has a little bit of speed he can drive in runs really good middle of the order he could be a really good three hitter for the cardinals i know they got uh goldschmidt and arenado let them hit four and five let lars hit two walker at three make me happy
0: you wonder if maybe the cardinals would be in on someone like brian reynolds and like they have like Newt bar and walker and Yepes, like flip one of them plus another prospect for uh brian reynolds like he's someone that's that's proven that's gonna help them win this year and you know what but it's also in division where if they if you trade i can't imagine they'll trade Newt bar or walker but like if they trade someone lesser than them and, and package maybe o'neill together you never know but there seems to yeah. be a, a bit of a log jam there if they all pan out or just you know trade carlson see if that uh changes of scenery would help him because he has not panned out whatsoever there in San Louis so far.
1: He hasn't. I had a lot of high hopes for him, too, because he's a pretty good prospect. He had a... What was it? His rookie? That was pretty promising as well, and then he's just kind of faded into obscurity since then. Just kind of... He's just a baseball player. Uh, He's good, but he's not terrible. He's not very fantasy relevant because he doesn't do a whole lot of a whole lot, but I could be talking out my ass, but I'm pretty fucking sure we're remembering the same Dylan Carlson here. Yeah, he he had a decent...
0: Decent 2021. He had 18 home runs, 65 RBIs, about yeah. 266 in 150, 149 games. Last year, though, eight home runs, 42 RBIs, 236 in 128 games. So a, he was third in rookie of the, of the year voting in 2021 behind um, India and Rogers. That was just must have been a, a weak year there. <laughs> but, but yeah, the Cardinals are going to be one interesting to watch. Also, you. Uh, you asked me, you, you sent me this question before the show. I was like, I don't really have anyone to talk about for position battles, but I I, I think position player batters, battles, not just not pitchers. Andrew Painter for the Phillies, fifth oh, starter, yes. 19 years old. I don't think the Phillies have had a 19-year-old starter since 70s or 80s. I forget who it was, but he is just – he's going to start on Wednesday for the Phillies. I don't know who they're playing, but he's going to start. And you know what? If he has a great spring training, I see no reason why not to – have him in the rotation, maybe do a six-man rotation, maybe keep it. I think a six-man rotation is better overall. I think more teams should be doing that. Have a six-man rotation, yeah. have him go six innings, have a solid bullpen, and, and there you go. And then you have flexibility. But Painter, I mean, th- this kid's just unbelievable. Last year between he went from single A to A advanced to double A, just didn't really slow down at all. Only five starts to double A, uh, 37 strikeouts and 28 innings eight earned runs three of them were home runs but 254 era right. this is going to be his chance to prove himself in spring training i i don't i could see the phillies holding him back but if he if he goes out and shows out then yeah he'll definitely make the opening of the roster and he'll definitely be in the mix to be one of the first guys called up if there's an injury
1: yeah who's your guys' fifth starter right now is it Rangers Warriors?
0: Uh, Suarez is going to be three or four with Tyron Walker. And then it's like Bailey Falter oh, yeah, for Sanchez yeah, yeah. and guys like that for, for for the fine spot.
1: Yeah, I can see it being like Falter and then Painter at like the back end of the rotation, get the young guys some work. I yeah. can't even remember off the top of my head, the last 19-year-old that started again. I know like Felix Hernandez was 19, but he couldn't have been the last 19-year-old to come up and start a major league game. Somebody listening is probably fucking. Uh, a Urias. Holy Urias. God. There we go. Yeah. There. Oh, so a prior, prior to him,
0: it was Todd Van Poppel in 1991 for the Oakland A's. And then, um, Jose Rio of the 1994 New York Yankees debuted at 18, uh, according that's to the impressive. Bleacher Report here. That's impressive. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So Andrew painter that's a really, really good one. That, uh, he's somebody that's been on my kind of deeper league fantasy radar just because Mm -hmm. he's one of those guys in dynasty leagues. He's going really high just because he's, he's got all the stuff to be. I mean, I don't want to call somebody an ace when they're 19 years old, but he has kind of that buzz of a ceiling to be an ace, but he's somebody that's still unsure if they're going to make the opening day roster. So I think his ADP is, it's past two hundred, so you mm-hmm. can get him yes, for right. cheaper with that upside if you're wor- if you're willing to take a chance, which I am. Guys like that, uh, like Grayson Rodriguez, those yeah, top end, even Yuri Perez. I have to bring
0: him up as, a, as a, <laughs> probably a better option that's might, likely to make the uh, opening day roster. Grayson Rodriguez ADP in February in NFBC leagues is a uh, one ninety two, and Painter is down at two ninety seven, so still being drafted and like yeah. just you know your regular 12 team 12 team league and you know even more so in the in 15 team leagues yeah he's going to keep keep an eye on keep an eye on rodriguez he has uh another another year he's or a few years he's 23 years old drafted first round in 2018 pitched at triple a last year some or most of his starts triple a 14 starts 2 2 0 era 97 strikeouts in 69 and 2 thirds innings He's been someone I've been targeting in my uh, best ball draft, so I'm hoping he really pans out and just shows out this year.
1: Especially for those people who are drafting right now, these are the times when you get these guys for cheap that pan out. When you get close, when we get closer to the end of the month, their ADP is going to go way up. Especially, you said Painter starts when? tomorrow, uh, Wednesday,
0: yeah, so Wednesday. It's probably tomorrow when people are listening.
1: Uh, yeah, so th- tomorrow. So realistically. If he shows out on Wednesday, his ADP is going to reflect that by Thursday. Mm -hmm. Like It's only going to take with somebody like that. It takes one good spring start just right out of the gate and their ADP is going to go up because that's all he really needs to do is show that he could be competent on the mound. And yeah, dang it. I'm going to put him on my fucking watch list in my uh, fantasy baseball invitational.
0: Yeah, Painter's ADP is 298, and Ranger Suarez, who is guaranteed a spot, is 303 right behind him. So that's that's (laughs) how highly people think of Painter. Because if if he comes out, he's absolutely a Painter. He's going to just paint the corners, he's going to strike guys out, and he's going to be one of potentially the top pitchers in the league in a few years.
1: Yeah, I think he had a really, really low walk rate, too. But Yeah.
0: Uh, You you had a Mariners one, did you not? You want to talk about position battle? Or just someone else?
1: Oh, uh, I... I did what I always do, and I word vomited and already talked about it. It was Evan White. <laughs> if, if Evan White shows out in the spring training, he just has to show that he has some kind of bat. And if he does, he will be at the the major league level this year because there's absolutely no way in hell that the Mariners' choice for designated hitter is going to be Jared Kelnick or A.J. Pollock, whichever one's not playing in the outfield. There's not a chance in hell that that is what they are going to do at fucking designated hitter this year. So Evan White most likely will come up and play first because he's already shown that he can win a gold glove at first base. So Ty France won a gold glove last year. So it's going to be no like knock on the defense by putting Evan White out there. You can keep Ty France in the lineup consistently by batting him at DH. He's already shown he's an incredible hitter. So I think through the first two months of the season last year, he was hitting like 400 with runners in scoring position. And then you got Evan White up there. The only thing Evan White needs to do is, uh, in the minors, he's a pretty good doubles hitter, good line drive guy, okay average. When he came up to the majors, he was just swinging for the fucking fences, Mm. and because of that, he his average took a shit. He couldn't hit home runs because he doesn't have that kind of power. So if he can, if somebody can get in his head a little bit and just tell him like, "Hey, man, like just smooth swing." Just hit line drives. A few of them will go out if you can do that. Just hit two twenty five, and you can be a fucking big leaguer. If that happens, he'll be up <clears throat> again. I don't know how fantasy relevant he'll be. We'll have to to figure that out because I mean, yeah. in twenty twenty, he hit. I'll tell you right now, twenty twenty Evan White,
0: he hit one seventy six.
1: Yeah, just yeah. fucking killed it. Absolutely, killed it.
0: in uh, thirty games in twenty twenty one in the majors. Yeah, Evan White wasn't he at the uh face of the future franchise or whatever on MLB The Show, Diamond Dynasty, in like 2020 or 2021? Yeah, I, I remember him being there. But yeah, yeah, I don't know how how fantasy relevant it is, but yeah, th- it's interesting. I, I mean, Mariners have always had a DH, you know, that in the AL, but it's interesting now with every team having a DH. You know, the the mindset that goes into a DH, like you have to be will accept accepting it. it's like okay, I'm gonna go up there if I see three pitches, if I see 12 pitches all game that's fine like you have to have someone that can be in that mindset so i think teams might rotate them just to you know keep guys brains active or you know find someone that's okay with that role and someone that can thrive there
1: yeah and i think i'm i think my problem with not really enjoying AJ Pollock or Jared Kelnick being DH. I mean, I would love Jared Kelnick being DH actually, if he could hit better, but the Mariners are so spoiled with, like I grew up with Edgar Martinez playing DH and we just always had somebody at DH that just fucking was automatic, just killed the ball. And so to be mentally okay with watching AJ Pollock go out there as a designated hitter, I can't do it. <laughs> like it hurts my soul to think that that could actually happen. But we had one more question. I'm going to fire this at you first. Shohei Otani, would you take him number 1 overall or are you not comfortable with that?
0: Is this this is just like the it matters what what your league is. Like if it's if he's one player, he's a batter and a pitcher. Yes, he's first overall without a doubt. No question at all. That's I think in if he's not first overall, is there's a lot of questions of who you should take, but if he is you absolutely take him first overall. You can't pass that up at all. If he's only a hitter, don't take him first overall. I'd still take him first round. I think he's still a, a top ten, top five, top seven guy. But I agree with that. If, if he's a, a util position, utility pitcher, outfield pitcher, you can you can use them both. And yeah, he should absolutely be first overall and someone that you know what you should try to get on your roster no matter what it takes. And then you know what, even if you get him first overall dangle him out there for trades. See if you can get uh, a good package mm-hmm. for him because he, he's someone that pl- people are going to be af- wanting to get on the roster. They're going to be after him.
1: I love me a good I love me a good fantasy baseball trade. I like being yeah. in an active league where a lot of trades mm-hmm. happen. So if we get this SUP and Dynasty League up and running, be ready because I'm firing off. Fucking all my picks are available for trade the minute the draft ends. But I agree. I think like in an ESPN where he's both pitcher and uh, hitter, in like the daily leagues, absolutely one one overall. There was nobody anywhere near near him last year. Like in points leagues, I think we talked about. I think he scored four hundred more points than Aaron Judge, who was second. So, like something like that. Absolutely. Uh, in a weekly league, I'd probably still take him like one one overall. You just have to pick. Like if he's if it's a two start week for him, you start him as a fucking pitcher. If it's a one start just throw him out there as a hitter in like our, uh, the great fantasy baseball invitational. He's a util and a pitcher and it's a weekly league. And he's somebody that I hope nobody from my league is listening to this. Cause I think some of them are aware <laughs> that I have a podcast. He, I want him in the second round. I don't know if he'll make it back to me in the second round, but I want him in the second round. He is util and pitcher and I'm completely okay with just sticking him as my util. I'm not mad at that. Cause he could hit 45 home runs this year. He's got that in him, and he's already shown that he's got speed too. He stole twenty—what was it like twenty-five bases two years ago? Twenty bases two years ago, something Something like that. Yeah. So like he he has the ability to be a power speed combo, especially with them pizza box bags out there. Yeah, I I think it is league dependent, but I lean mainly towards yes because in it seems to be in more league types than not. He is worth that number one pick
0: yeah i didn't realize he was uh just one player in uh, t g f b i so maybe i should have taken him but is it he util he's it says he's a util pitcher i mean he yeah. went he went eighth or ninth in my league so he's not coming back to you in the second round don't <laughs> but,
1: <laughs> Mine's, you know, mine's wh- gotta finish the first round first but,
0: but but will he will he get outfield eligibility if he plays there uh, or he keep him util, util pitcher like i don't know how that works with uh
1: I think they're going to keep him util pitcher because I think the Angels are done playing him in the outfield at this point. Yeah, then, I think
0: that's interesting. If he's if he's util pitcher, I don't know if it's a slam dunk number one as much as it was before if he played outfield because outfield's so shallow. But I think mm-hmm. even still, especially daily leagues, absolutely weekly leagues or bi-weekly leagues, you know, he's still very much up there in consideration for first overall.
1: Speaking right. of our uh, – oh, wait, yeah, yeah. No. And
0: um, we're also brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Underdog is your home for off-season NFL best ball drafts, but they also got you covered for a ton of other, other daily games, including NBA, NHL, and PGA. Underdog Fantasy is a great way to get down on your favorite player props if they're not available in your state. Head over to underdogfantasy.com and use promo code SGPN for a 100% deposit bonus up to $100. That's underdogfantasy.com, promo code SGPN.
1: Okay, so I think the last thing we wanted to cover today is uh, some of you may be in it, some of you may not be. Today, the Great Fantasy Baseball Invitational started at 9 a.m. my time, noon in the afternoon Ryan's time because he lives in the future. Uh, it is a fifteen. Uh, I mean, there's everybody that's in the industry pretty much is in the the Great Fantasy Baseball Invitational. Um, it's a massive league that has like leagues within the big league. Like, we're each in 15 team leagues inside of the one giant league. Me and Ryan are in different leagues. Uh, there's a four. That's a lot of league talk. There's a four hour pick clock for each pick. I, if anybody in my league is listening to this, I get that there's a four hour pitch pick clock. I get that. I understand that we all get busy, but this is like day one at the beginning of the draft. Like, can we pay a little attention so that Pe- at least the first. Hurry up. Like, People have lives. They over. might, but I don't. So, like, and I got kids. And I, I'm still here for this. We, there is some of these people that I have seen on Twitter that are out here in the third and fourth round, like showing off their lineup so far. We're on pick seven. And the dude with pick seven is two hours into his pick clock.
0: You better hope he's not listening.
1: I hope he is listening. <laughs> Be more prepared, man. We have, we signed up for this a long time ago. Like, we, you got to get it together people like there there's 13 of us that are ready to draft and then two people just it says i got four hours but yeah all right blake all right blake sorry i'm sorry what what pick did you have who was off the board and who did you take i had pick number two um i know a couple i think it was two episodes ago we kind of hinted a little bit what we might do Mm -hmm. i was considering picking between Acuna or Judge but then you threw J-Rod at me and I was really thinking it because I was convinced that uh at number two Acuna was going to be gone like I was just in my head I want him but he's going to be gone and Jose Ramirez went first overall in mine which I get but also I, I was confused by because I don't think he's number one overall pick worthy even though he's really good but yeah so I went Ronald Acuna I think I legitimately think Kukun, you could have a 40-40 season. I think he's got all the lift back under the ball. The powers the power's back as far as I'm concerned. The speed never left. I think he stole 35 bases or 32 bases or something last year. He's one of the top I think he was top five in the league and stolen the bases. The average is there he'll hit 280 to 300. He's gonna give me every single thing that I want out of my first pick. The only tricky part is now at the turn do I take michael harris the second and go the the brave stack but i'm not going to worry about that until probably the next episode after if i've made another fucking pick by then but what did you have what pick did you have
0: yeah i had uh ended up with pick three and, and it come to the closing that like i think probably the worst pick to have this year is anywhere in the top three or four because there's any number of guys akuna could go i understand jrm first overall uh trey turner Aaron Judge, J-Rod. So those are like the clear top five. So like having maybe pick five and just whoever falls to you is probably the ideal spot. Mm-hmm. Then you don't have the wraparound. So, but I have picked three. It, it uh, went Acuna and then it went J-Rod. And I was like, all right, I either got Aaron Judge or I have Jose Ramirez here. And I was looking at Ramirez at first because third base, we, we talk, talked about this before. Third base is very shallow after the top, uh, five six seven down there you know you got some depth guys i I don't mind suarez i I wouldn't mind taking late boom but like i don't want them to be my starting third baseman so you know i I thought about ramirez but then this league 15 teams five outfielders there was a corner infielder position but you can you can put third base for but you can put first base there so i Mm -hmm. went with aaron judge um it's just what what you got to do there third overall he's the best outfielder there on the board you know maybe you could argue for soto for him in san diego but 62 home runs if he stays healthy he should hopefully get close to that again no matter what baseball they're using for the yankees games there and yeah the big thing is just outfield not being deep at all and you mm-hmm. look you look down to like the there's going to be 75 outfielders rostered starting plus the guys that you know are eligible at outfield that'll be drafted to other positions like Farshow and, and Melendez and people like that. It's, it's it's a two-catcher league too. So you have to, yeah. I have to think about that later on. But like you look at outfielders on, on fantasy pros down at 75, Carlson, Marsh, Grisham, Kalnick, Oswaldo Cabrera, Marcana, John Birdie, Juan Yepez. Like I don't want to have to be relying on two of them to be my fourth and fifth outfielders, let alone, or even one of them even. I, I want to, ideally stack my stack my team with outfielders early you know if, if other players fall to me i'll gladly take them my next pick is a 28th overall yours is 29th so mm-hmm. i'm going to be in a similar position to you because michael harris jr is a 29th rank on the uh, nfbc site we're using adp is 32 you're also going to have like alcantara DeGram, maybe a real Muda or goldschmidt falls or like you reach for someone like Josh Hader is ADP thirty two. That, that that seems kind of high, but in a roto yeah. league five by five, you want to get those saves. Lindor, Semyon, reach for Arenado maybe to get third base covered. This I, I'm excited about this because even though it's slow draft, I'm fine with the slow draft. I, I don't hate it as much as <laughs> as much as you do, Blake. I understand people. You get your four hours. It's take your time. It's all right. We'll get a done by March thirtieth. But I'm excited here to finally have this. Is like my first actual draft. I have uh, been meaning to do a, like a money league here, here or there, but this is this is the first one, and it's opened my eyes a little bit to to what type of draft strategy I should have for my my bigger money leagues, which are going to be on the 25th of March. So by the, by then, this, the spring training battles aren't going to matter for me. <laughs> so at this point, yeah, I took Judge third overall. Uh, J Ram went right went, at, went right after me. Trey Turner after that, then Tucker, Soto, Otani, and uh, Bobuchet. So I'm happy enough with my judge pick. We'll see what it comes around to again on um, second round. We'll see if that's up by next episode. Depending, I'm assuming we're going to record on Tuesday, so we probably won't be there. But we'll we'll have other <laughs> stuff to, to discuss anyway.
1: We'll see. I'm I'm hoping that like somehow like wake up tomorrow and it's my pick for the second round. That'd be cool. I highly doubt that'll happen. But yeah, I'm hoping like, just, I'm at- just
0: just the later teams that like they take their pick and then the wraparound comes and take a pick again. Like it's yeah it moves, moves along, but. Yeah, we'll, we'll see how it goes.
1: Mine, my first round so far has shook out almost. I mean, it's the same players as yours, just a little different yeah. order. It went uh, J Ram and then me taking Acuna and then it went Julio right after that. Uh, and then Trey Turner got auto picked. And then Aaron Judge, the dude that was picking fifth got Aaron Judge. That's a pretty good to yeah. judge fault. Fifth, fifth pick is great. Yeah. And then Kyle Tucker right after that. And then we're just mm-hmm. waiting on yeah, Tucker.
0: So, do you have any takeaways from like the first round there? Like any anything you're now that you're actually looking at a league, you're drafting against other competitive competitive managers. Like what you're planning on? Anything like you know that popped into your head, um, or like what what pick do you think is best?
1: Fifth, I agree with the fifth pick. I like that because you it's a. You can kind of get, like, these are the guys I want, but I'll be okay with this guy if he's there, and that's usually Mm -hmm. the guy that falls to you, or just any of those guys. You just need one to fall to you. Yeah. So fifth is probably best. But as far as, like, strategy-wise, this is a different kind of league just because there's so many picks taken, and all of my draft strategies from previous drafts, like (sighs) 12-team, by 5s points leagues, all that, literally don't matter in this at all because... I've, I've covered a lot of different draft types strategy wise, whether it's on here or for fantasy pros. Mm. And the one that I wrote about recently that I really liked was the taking pitching early draft strategy. And I'm not going to lie to you. I might do it in, in the great fantasy baseball invitational, but the, the way that that one works is you have to, you have to commit to it. So Mm -hmm. which makes it tough. You had like, you I think I wrote, you have to come out of the sixth round with four starting pitchers for it to work. If you have less than four starters after the sixth round, you've fucked your draft up. Like, you have to either be all in or just snag a pitcher in the fourth round and move from there. And I might... Because when when it gets to like back to me, there's a realistic chance that people like Alcantara, DeGrom, Strider, uh, Brandon Woodruff, who I fucking love, Aaron Nola, all those Mm -hmm. guys are available... I could t- like you're telling me I could take potentially Alcantara and then get Degrom on the turn, or take Degrom and then get Alcantara on the turn. You
0: take Degrom? I don't know if I would take Degrom. Then.
1: And I might, I might risk it for the biscuit. I don't necessarily want to, but also like if he, if he plays, if he pitches just 150 innings this year, he could yeah. be a number one overall pitcher.
0: Yeah.
1: And Alcantara, he's the only pitcher in baseball the last two years that's thrown over 200 innings. So you get yourself an innings eater, number one pitcher, plus DeGrom, who has like top 10 overall potential as well. It's scary. I might not do it. I might check it out knowing me. But I, I'm very much considering seeing if all of the work I did into writing that article, because <laughs> I went into writing that article just thinking to myself, I, I don't necessarily agree that this is a good – strategy so i did like a shit ton of research i did ton of mock drafts all kinds of things starting from different positions taking different amounts of pitchers in the first six seven eight rounds and the more i did it the more i was like i really like my fucking team when i'm done with this i didn't do it in a 15 teamer though which makes it interesting but ryan i might i might do it for the cause
0: i i think I think a league like this, when you're up against some of the best of the best is, is the way to do it. Cause like normally I wait on starting pitching because I know I can stream a little bit. I, I'm quicker than some of the other managers in my league. Sometimes I'm awake at 3am and can just make those, make Me those pickups or like, you know, it's not such a deep league where it's, you know, it's a 12 team league. You're able to have more pitchers available stream. And then if they have a good start, you keep them. But, in mm-hmm. in a league like this, fifteen teams, there's fourteen other managers got to worry about. You know, get those top aces and, and and you know hope they can they can carry you. And I don't know about Terra because I am worried a little bit about him getting as many wins as he did last season. He got fourteen wins last year, which is a, kind of shocking for for the, for a Marlins team that's just absolutely awful and possibly even worse th- worse this year. So maybe I would go with someone like. Strider or Woodruff or even no, but Strider won eleven games, Woodruff won 13 games. Yeah, you don't have you don't have many many like 12 14, 15 game winners anymore, let alone 20 game winners. So yeah, maybe that's not a bad strategy. It's definitely gonna be interesting to see how it pans out over the next next few rounds here.
1: My big thing with Alcantara is I'm banking on him getting traded. They have so much pitching depth. Over there, I know they got rid of Pablo Lopez, but they still have so. Who's going to trade much. for him though?
0: Who, who's going to pony up for him? In Anybody?
1: The Yankees? I think that's an Dodgers. off-season trade.
0: That's an off-season move.
1: He, he, I, I'm pretty sure his contract's up at the end of this year. I'm, and so it would have. It would you know, be like a signing right trade. Yeah, check it. I'm pretty sure his contract's up at the end of this year. Okay, I don't think he's. Means... I don't think he ends I mean, the traded They
0: traded Lopez to uh, Minnesota. Um. I mean, he has to be barb eligible at the very least, right? Um, he's 27.
1: No, his contract goes
0: through 2026.
1: Even fucking better. Yankees, get him on the phone. I, I think he. I don't think he ends the year there because they have... It's not uh, an in-season move. They're not going to move him in-season. I think they will because they have Yuri Perez who's going to need to be up at the Major League level. They got Max Meyer who's going to be up. They got uh, Edward Cabrera. That's going to be throwing innings out there. They, like they have so. They need to move many... him to the bullpen. They need to move Cabrera to the bullpen. I think he'd be a killer closer. Oh God, yeah, he would. It'd be like I mean, not to. I always take everything back to the Mariners. It'd be like Matt Brash. There's somebody with like electric stuff that mm-hmm. throws fucking heat. Just yeah, put him into the back end of the the bullpen and let him eat down there. And <coughs> it may not be as pretty as being a starter, but if you go, I think Matt Brash had a, a streak of like. 20 appearances or something where he didn't give up a run or he gave up like one run or something like that so i'm gonna cough again
0: yeah i mean those type of pitchers that always come up as starters you know they have great stuff sometimes they don't pan out as starters because they only have end up having two major league pitches and they can't have you know three or four that you need to be a starter or you know what some pitchers can be good as a a two-pitch pitcher i think Rodon is one of those guys that you know i'm liking rodon this year i'm thinking he's going to be uh better than people expect so mm-hmm. uh we'll see what happens there
1: i'm i'm telling you right now i think unless some weird thing happens where people in my draft just start taking like random like really reaching for people in the second round somehow i'm doing this pitching strategy <laughs> i'm doing it i'm i'm going to get one of those top guys. I'm probably going to sneak Nola in somewhere at the top. I might go like Nola Alcantara. Something like that. Because then later on I can get go Nola Alcantara and then get like Luis Castillo and Christian Javier. And that'd be my like Nola DeGrom, Christian Javier and whoever the fuck else I just said. Luis <laughs> Castillo. Castillo. That'd be my four pitchers with Ronald Acuna and then because, like, when we had Nick Pollock from Pitcher List on, he talked about one of his biggest rules for drafts was draft to your strengths. Like, he said his his strength is pitching, so he needs to go hitting early because he knows that he can find pitching late in the draft. Because he's well, he's more well researched than most people when it comes to pitching at the end of the draft. And he knows what to look for. I feel that way, what, but with hitting, like, I can go into the late rounds of a draft and I know what hitters I like and don't like. I've researched people from. 200 to 400 in the ADP so much I can see their fucking stat lines with my eyes closed so I'm okay if I have to take a like you mentioned those outfielders I wouldn't necessarily want to start two of those outfielders I'd take Kelnick. all jokes aside maybe as like a fifth outfielder but I would be more okay with having to start two of those later round outfielders if I had just fucking four absolute ace Cy Young candidates on my on my team I would be a lot more comfortable with that.
0: No, I, I think I'm I'm kind of agreeing with you more n- now as I as I look at like the the later round guys because some of those outfielders I named earlier they're not awful they're your fifth outfielder or like a bench yeah. outfielder they're fine to put in but like some of these pitchers down past three fifty do you look at start looking at like middle relievers that are going to pick up you know good good ratios maybe get some wins yeah no th- that's that's one of the most important things I think is, is just drafting to your strengths and knowing what you're good at finding. Cause and what you're comfortable doing, if you're comfortable, you know, waiting on pitchers and getting guys like Nathan Evaldi, deep and uh, Eric Lauer, they're all ERAs under four at last year. You know, maybe just compile those guys and hope they can, be, you know, together become what an ace or, or a few aces are. But, also, outfielders. There's there's a lot of depth guys to look at. Seth Brown is ADP 200. We talked about him. Mm-hmm. Marcel Ozuna ADP 326. Uh, even yeah, Brandon I'm, Marsh. I I love Brandon Marsh. I
1: love Brandon he killed Marsh. it when he came over to the Phillies last yeah, year. Yeah, I like mean, actually, fantasy relevant.
0: I'm. This is my first time doing a draft over like 300 picks in quite a while, and I'm interested <laughs> to see what uh what comes of it.
1: Yeah, I want to. I'm like scrolling through. Just looking at some of the guys further down here, Brendan Donovan is probably somebody that's going to be on a lot of my teams just because he plays fucking everything for the Cardinals. Uh, Second base, third base, and outfield, I could stick him anywhere. He's a decent contributor last year. I think he was uh, fourth in war for rookies last year, which of all people to do that, Brendan Donovan, he was okay. Oswald Cabrera, who we talked about, I would would start Oswald Cabrera in my outfield, Mm -hmm. I think, this year. I think he gets meaningful at-bats for the Yankees even uh, i mean fuck marcelo zuna i'm not gonna i'm not gonna (laughs) say him but alex kirloff another one i think Mm -hmm. alex kirloff he got uh they traded away fucking luis arise and that gave him a clear path to consistent at bats in minnesota so there's a lot of guys you can find later on hitting wise that i'm comfortable taking on my team that i think will produce
0: all right one last thing i wanted to hit on you you texted me before and something i um Saw before as well is that Jordan Alvarez missed some time Ooh, last yep. year with hand soreness, and I think of both hands, and he still has issues throughout the off season. He's not swinging a bat yet. Like is is there? How much worry do you have about him? His is still nine. He's still a first round talent, but you know if he ha- if you have him or Soto or Betts, are you taking him?
1: I man, I wouldn't. When- or, like, we
0: are we are we just reading too much into a, a quote-unquote hand injury in February? That's, like, another thing. I,
1: normally, like, I would think maybe, but Frank Stample from uh, CBS Fantasy Baseball today, uh, I saw on Twitter earlier, somebody asked him about it, and he said he's just avoiding Alvarez right now until there's no news. So, like, any drafts he's in, he's just full-on avoiding him. And I think I'm kind of in the same boat, even though I think he could win MVP. I think... He could lead the league in home runs. He also hits 300. Like there's a lot of upside there. I don't know if I have that later first round pick that I would take him anymore. The second round pick, I would. Yeah, second him. round pick, you have to take him. I just, it, especially in like a league like we're in right now, it's really hard to take a guy with any kind of question mark in the first rounder. Right so what if about I my take bets?
0: What about Alvarez or Tatis?
1: Oh man,
0: ignoring Alvarez. that Tatis has shortstop.
1: Alvarez.
0: Okay, what what about fracturing the that Tatis' has short stuff?
1: Because,
0: <laughs> uh, like, you can probably bank on Alvarez going on the, the injured list at some point and during the yeah. season to like get those ten days off. And you know Tatis is missing the first few weeks with that suspension, but and Tatis, he just has so much potential. It, it sucks yes. that he was he was hot for steroids because he was going to be the next face of the of the, of the league. Mm-hmm. He was on be the show cover already. A lot of bought into him and the Padres are going to be they have such a good lineup to share that, that you want to be able to to take in but yeah hopefully i will happily take alvarez if he drops down to past 10 or so
1: yeah it, like at that point later on cuz for me he was like a, a eighth seventh eighth overall guy so like if he starts to get to 11 12 13 14 if alvarez is still there i might take him man Hit, who here's would you thing. Take?
0: What what do you need to to see from Alvarez? Like right now, he's not swinging a bat. Okay, players used to show up in spring training, out of shape, drinking beers, eating whatever they want, and come on, come in and hit 40 home runs. Alvarez, I think he's not he's not going to go quite that far, but like he he can do that with with a hand injury. Put him at DH, he'll be fine.
1: But, That's true. I just it just makes me a little nervous because unlike most sports like football with training camp veterans come in and they don't do they do some but they don't do much like they're kind of they've been they've been through it they they don't need to like put their bodies on the line and all that spring training for baseball is where even if you're a veteran you ramp up through spring training into the season so that you're ready to go so the I, fact that he's worried. not even swinging a bat where he's not me worried that
0: this early though I'm not wor- if it's a week or two he's not playing any games yet i'll be worried but like that's fair. i think i think he doesn't need more than a week or two to just get ready to see major league, but because he's not swinging, but he's back to back 30, uh, 70 home runs over the past two years. Like he's yeah 306 last year. LPS over one. He, 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 he knows how to hit the ball. That's he knows how to, he knows how to swing a bat. And hit. he does. I'm not, I'm not worried about that.
1: He does. Uh, but on that note, everybody, please make sure you go follow us. Follow all of our socials at fake baseball on Twitter, the coolest at on Twitter. Uh, follow us on YouTube and TikTok at fake baseball money. We got lots of videos going up all the time. I'm telling you right now, I put clips from the shows up there, and I also just get bored as hell and make random clips as well from cool videos <laughs> that I find on the internet baseball videos. Like, I fucking love home run videos. So you see plenty of those. Um, and follow us on Apple and Spotify as well, or any other platform that you stream podcast we greatly appreciate it uh, it helps us a ton and it helps us be able to keep making this awesome content and you can catch me on twitter at balake b-u-h-h-l-o-c-k-a-y-e
0: and you can follow me on twitter at Gilbert s-o-p
1: and we'll catch you guys next time peace